the Public News Service Daily Newscast, June the 23rd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Voting in the New York primary election begins next Tuesday. Ahead of the kickoff, a new voting rights bill has been signed into law this week. The John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act of New York includes many measures from the federal bill of a similar name that was passed by the U.S. House but got held up in the Senate. Melody Lopez with the New York State Civic Engagement Table says the bill restores preclearance where jurisdictions with a history of voter discrimination are required to get any changes to their election code reviewed. She notes it also expands language access, protects against voter intimidation, and includes tools to combat voter suppression and dilution. This is really creating a model for the nation in terms of how states can respond to the whittling away of voting rights law on the federal level and also just kind of a model to rebut some of the suppressive voting laws that have passed in other parts of the country. She adds the bill also would create a central public repository for election and demographic data to promote transparency and evidence-based practices for elections. I'm Lee Volke reporting. In New York, early voting begins Tuesday and continues for two months through Tuesday, August the 23rd. And as you head to western parts of the country, fire season is now upon us. Local experts are speaking out on the best practices for dealing with large wildfires, which seem to be Nevada's new normal. Continuing drought and high temperatures linked to climate change have created the same conditions that led to 610 fires last year, which burned more than 134,000 acres. UNR Assistant Professor Christina Ristano directs the Living with Fire program that teaches communities how to get ready. You need to prepare your own home and the property around your home by doing proper defensible space. Also through creating an evacuation plan for both family and your animals. I'm Suzanne Potter. The Nevada Department of Wildlife says more than 9 million acres of Nevada landscape burned between 2000 and 2020. In case you're keeping track, that has doubled the acreage lost to wildfire between 1980 and 99. Political reports a bipartisan guns deal endorsed by Mitch McConnell is landing with a thud among most House Republicans. Roughly a third of the Senate Republicans conference helped advance the package Tuesday night, but that means little in the House, where even supporters are warning they don't expect anywhere near the same ratio of GOP votes once the bill crosses the Capitol. Politico calls this the latest break between not only House and Senate GOP leadership, but also between rank-and-file members over the past year and a half. This is PNS. A Native American organization is hoping to increase voter numbers after low turnout during the Montana primary this month. Our Eric Kigadoff explains. Keaton Sunchild with Western Native Voice says numbers were low even for a midterm primary at 21% of Native American precincts in Montana. He says new election laws likely affected numbers, especially an end to same-day voter registration. Sunchild notes same-day sign-ups are used frequently by Native Americans who often live in rural areas and only make one trip to the polls. Certainly disappointed with how low the turnout was originally, but we also recognize that there were some new barriers put in place some confusion with the laws and various lawsuits, as well as turnouts usually lower, as we all know in midterm elections. 
Restrictive election laws were passed by Montana legislators in 2021, but an injunction had been in place blocking those laws, including an end to same-day voter registration. However, the state Supreme Court overturned the injunction in May, allowing the restrictive laws to go into place before the primary. A trial is expected on these laws later this summer. Meantime, Mike Bowen reports July 1, the next scheduled hearing date for a pair of election lawsuits in North Dakota. The legal issue is political boundaries for tribal areas and whether their federal rights are being honored. One of the lawsuits alleges the state violated the Voting Rights Act by not creating a majority Native American legislative district for the Spirit Lake and Turtle Mountain reservations. The other case seeks to protect a newly created subdistrict encompassing the Fort Berthold Reservation. Attorney Michael Carter of the Native American Rights Fund feels the law is on their side, noting recent federal activity in the first case. The U.S. Department of Justice filed a statement of interest in the case taking our position against the state. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, Emily Scott reminds us that universal basic income sprung into the mainstream during the Andrew Young 2020 presidential campaign. While UBI programs focus on financial support for every resident in a community, guaranteed income is strategically targeted to reduce the racial wealth gap. Aisha is a mother of three and recipient of Magnolia Mother's Trust, a guaranteed income program in Jackson, Mississippi. Once I became a part of MMT and brought in extra income for my family, and it has been a great deal of hell. I don't have to worry about, you know, buying household supplies or if I'm going to have enough money in my savings to cover the bills for the month. Magnolia Mother's Trust provides cash payments of $1,000 a month for 12 months to at least 100 low-income black mothers. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member Alyssa supported her on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.